This is Dan DeMarco, and you are listening to the FCPA Compliance Report on the Compliance Podcast Network. This is Mike Flanagan, and you are listening to the FCPA Compliance Report on the Compliance Broadcast Network. This is Greg Gilchrist, and you are listening to the FCPA Compliance Report on the Compliance Podcast Network. This is Bart Peterson, and you are listening to the FCPA Compliance Report on the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and as you now know, this is the FCPA Compliance Report. I'd like to welcome you to Episode 394. The FCPA Compliance Report is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Today, I'm doing a solo podcast, and what I wanted to explore is the recent uh, trade by the Houston Astros for Roberto Osuna and his suspension by Major League Baseball for the violation of its domestic abuse policy of 75 days. That suspension was lifted on Saturday, August 5th. Asuna has now joined the team. Uh, The Astros traded Ken Giles for Osuna. The uh, Ken Giles, uh, for baseball fans who recall his uh, failure during the playoffs, completely lost uh, his edge and uh, had to be pulled from the rotation as the Astros' closer. Uh, He continued his downfall earlier this year, and at one point uh, earlier this month, he was pulled from the game uh, because he couldn't get uh, anybody out, and he cursed the manager. He was subsequently demoted to AAA and then traded. So we traded someone who basically lipped off to a manager who'd lost his arm for someone who's 23 years old with a cannon arm uh, who had uh, violated uh, Major League Baseball's, allegedly violated Major League Baseball's uh, domestic abuse policy and received a 75-game suspension. There's a criminal case involving uh, Roberto Osuna in the province of Ontario in Canada where he's pled not guilty. But the question I wanted to explore is, uh, I've written uh, pretty extensively about this case, uh, certainly in terms of the Astros' alleged zero-tolerance policy for domestic abuse, uh, what is due diligence, but today, I'd like to ask you to consider what is the purpose of a penalty? What's the purpose of discipline in a corporation? Is the purpose to deter conduct? Is the purpose to encourage rehabilitation? Um, this is something that I don't think is really explored uh, very much, certainly in the FCPA world. So I wanted to uh, take a stab at it. Uh, let me start by kind of reviewing where we are with uh, Osuna and um He was, uh, as I mentioned, suspended uh, for a violation of Major League Baseball's uh, policy on domestic abuse. The Astros either have or had, it's not clear at this point, a zero-tolerance policy for domestic abuse. And uh, But when they traded for him, they said that did not apply to him because he was not an Astro when he uh, engaged in the alleged assault. So um, the Astros said that he would benefit from uh, great examples of character in the uh, Astros clubhouse that will help he and his family establish a fresh start. Um, so should such a person who commits such a crime, particularly one for a business that has a zero tolerance of some, such crime, be forever banned from practicing their craft? Um, the uh, In an article in the Houston Chronicle by David Barron, he quoted Cindy Southworth, an executive vice president of the National Network to End Domestic Violence, who posed the following question. How do you balance redemption and behavioral change with holding people accountable? Uh, she then went on to say it's messy, it's not straightforward, but you can do both. Um, certainly, 
one incidence of unethical behavior in the anti-corruption world would seem be seen as uh, indicia of such activity or behavior in the future. Um, it might be enough to present <clears throat> prevent such a person or entity from passing a due diligence background screening. On the other hand, a person convicted or found guilty of bribery and corruption might well serve time, become rehabilitated, and use those experiences to help others either avoid the scourge of corruption, help them uh, create uh, more effective anti-corruption compliance programs, or got on the speaker circuit and talk about their experience and basically say, be like Mike, don't be like me. Um, one of the interesting things about the, uh, the case is that independent of all this, last week Mike Volkoff did a really interesting series on uh, defining deterrence in white-collar crime. Now, he looked at this from the sentencing perspective, so it's a little bit different uh, but nonetheless, I found that it was really interesting um, to think about what's the purposes of sentencing and what's the purposes of a discipline within a corporate organization. So obviously, federal judges have broad discretion in determining an appropriate punishment, um, and they're spo- supposed to impose a sentence sufficient but not greater than necessary uh, based upon the seriousness of the offense to promote respect for the law and to provide punishment for the offense. Such um, uh, Some judges, such as Judge Jed Rakoff, have said the most effective way to deter white-collar crime is to impose stiff sentences on individual actors. Uh, he argues that sentencing individuals has more deterrence value than imposing large fines of corporations for criminal convictions and imposing a DPA. So um, from the deterrence perspective, I think it's an open question. Uh, about uh, whether or not uh, a judge should impose jail time. But really, the focus here is a little bit different because it's on rehabilitation. Now, the Astros have made clear that um, they will t- tolerate no, they have zero tolerance going forward. Of course, that leaves open the question of why they had, uh, they had to make the exception going backward, other than the fact that Osuna does have a cannon left arm, uh, excuse me, right arm. He's 23 years old and he's under contract for three years. Um, around the, uh, the question of, um, how this will all play out, the general, excuse me, the manager, A.J. Hinch, uh, said in an article for ESPN.com, we really don't know what to think or what to say and how to absorb all this, but it's right in front of us and we will do our best as a team and as a family and a group to help him navigate through this to help ourselves navigate through this. So what does all that mean in the context of rehabilitation? Uh, Will the Astros work to uh, help Osuna uh, uh, get through the issues that were involved in the alleged assault? Um, Now, once again, he has pled uh, not guilty. Um, Interestingly, Astros uh, starter Alex Bregman, uh, a World Series star, uh, said after Osuna spoke to the Astros yesterday in the clubhouse that his father was a criminal defense lawyer, and so he certainly has the uh, idea that everyone is presumed innocent until found guilty, and he's will- willing to let all of that play out. But nevertheless, um, uh, what's, what is it in the Astros clubhouse that uh, is going to uh, help this rehabilitation? Uh, several other Astros uh, rallied around um, uh, Osuna, uh, saying basically he's one of the family now, and we're going to treat him like family and uh, uh, try to help him 
move forward. The Astros have uh, indicated they're going to work with uh, women's uh, women's groups, domestic violence, anti-domestic violence groups, and others to try to use this as a teaching opportunity. They may have Osuna talk to minor leaguers about his experience. So you can clearly see that there could be uh, something good come out of this. And that is certainly one of the reasons that you allow rehabilitation. But it's all colored with, unfortunately, this idea of a zero tolerance. So what does this mean, zero tolerance? Does it mean that if you have a high producer, if you have someone who engages in harassment, that uh, they are suspended for some period of time, uh, disciplined in some way, and then they move on to the next, um, either the next position or the next job. Does that mean that the risk is greater that they would engage in that activity going forward? Uh, these are all certainly questions uh, that you need to consider. Certainly, if you consider this in terms of risk management, if someone has either engaged in domestic violence in the past or is at least alleged to have engaged in domestic violence in the past, uh, does that mean there's a propensity for this conduct in the future? If there is that propensity, how do you manage that risk going forward? Certainly, you in the clubhouse, you can certainly manage that risk. But when a player leaves the clubhouse, um, uh, they would not be uh, under um, care, custody, and control of the team, obviously. And in the greater uh, corruption and a corruption compliance world, what's the purpose of discipline? Is the purpose of discipline to fire those who engage in bribery and corruption? Uh, should they be terminated immediately? Uh, should there be a discipline less than termination? Certainly in uh, recent uh, FCPA enforcement actions, we've seen companies uh, either not receive credit because they did not terminate employees who engaged in bribery and corruption or uh, were called out. Uh, by the Department of Justice specifically in uh, deferred prosecution agreements, non-prosecution agreements, or others uh, agreements for not uh, engaging in uh, termination of recalcitrant employees. So, um, and then what happens to those employees who are terminated? Should they be hired by your company? Do they have a greater propensity to engage in bribery and corruption? If so, uh, should you t uh, hire them at all? Should you bring them on board and manage them more closely, watch them more closely, uh, ring fence them in a way that allows you to uh, more greatly manage a higher level of risk? Uh, these are all questions that uh, you need to consider. And because if, if there is a failure and they do engage in that type of corruption again, uh, you are not only going to be on the hook for it, but you're going to be sanctioned by the government for either not performing adequate due diligence to determine there was a propensity for such conduct or hiring such a person knowing what they did in the past. Um, now, Roberto Osuna is 23 years old, and it's, it's certainly a fair question to ask, should he be banned for Major League Baseball for life uh, for uh, engaging in domestic abuse? I think anyone, everyone would probably say that's a, a pretty severe sanction. Um, however, there are those in the domestic violence community who, who might well argue that, uh, or the anti-domestic violence uh, community that might well argue that is the type of sanction. You do need that ultimate sanction in place because it deters such conduct. And that sort of ties back to Mike Volkoff's point in his three uh, blog post series what is uh, the impact 
of deterrence is it does it deter a corporation uh, or does it deter individuals who act in a corporation if they know they are looking at jail time as opposed to a corporation who may be looking at a very large and serious fine? Uh, simply think about the recent Panasonic avionics case where we had C-suite involvement uh, in the uh, bribery scheme, uh, alleged C-suite involvement, I should probably say. Uh, CEO and CFO, uh, both have left the company. Uh, both are employed in other companies in similar positions now. What due diligence was done on them? What explanations did they give? Are they um, still in uh, the government's target for individual prosecutions? Is there anything about their experience allegedly being involved in the um, bribery and corruption that would deter others uh, from such actions going forward. Certainly in Houston, Texas, there's uh, the example of Parker Drilling where they uh, identified C-suite involvement in the bribery and corruption. Those individuals were never prosecuted. Uh, query, does the uh, fine and penalty paid by Parker Drilling deter either individuals or a corporation? Uh, all of this, these questions are open questions. Uh, there's uh, no uh, one answer to any of this. Um, it's been recognized in U.S. law probably since the founding of the Republic. There are many reasons for sanctions, for criminal sanctions, for criminal penalties. Uh, certainly deterrence is one, rehabilitation is one, and, and uh, to punish, certainly to punish those who engage in such activities. Was Roberto Asuno punished enough? Uh, was he can, uh, uh, will he stop his behavior, alleged behavior going forward? Uh, these are all open questions. So today I really wanted to present some uh, considerations for you. I hope you have enjoyed this uh, solo episode of the FCPA Compliance Report. If you have any questions or want to continue the discussion, uh, please feel free to email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. I hope you'll join me again next week where I will uh, explore some other issue on the FCPA Compliance Report. The FCPA Compliance Report is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.